welcome to Boss Woman, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, my Mama said. How are you, Mum? I'm okay, it's uh, nearly the fringe. It's Two weeks around... to... Is it? Two weeks to go. I don't know. But yeah. we're up there already building and... Yeah, so we moved into the new venue uh, on Chamber Street on Friday, which was terrifying. But, uh, yeah, even just seeing it with all the rooms empty is amazing. What an amazing space. So we're very, very excited about it. But it's slightly terrifying that the production teams and venue teams are all up on there. site now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've managed to have the, the weekend off, though, but we've got the joiners in building the bar, which is... Amazing, but oh my god! Since so since much we, to do. Since we did our last podcast, our staff have doubled. Yeah. So it's a scramble in the office, but now they're yeah. all going to go up. Yeah, slowly and, moving up to site. Yeah, and the bar uh, at Adam House or Patterhouse, as Patterhouse. it's called, um, is going to look amazing. Yeah, it's going to look amazing. Yeah, they've put the bar in already and they're putting the walls up, so it's just going to be an amazing space. But my floor didn't arrive, did it, Mum? The floor didn't arrive. It was supposed to arrive on Friday so that it could be fitted over the weekend. And Um, we had the poor Helen, who's going to be doing all our decoration and design, Mm -hmm. was sitting on the doorstep waiting for it. Helen Stevenson. So uh, I apologise, Helen, for making you stay and... Uh, it's going to be delivered on Monday before 9.30, apparently. But but it's all these kind of things that um, make up the glorious thing that is the fringe. There's ups <laughs> yeah. and downs and you know, things much, go wrong. I have to say, I think it's all very smooth. Yeah, as much planning as you can do, there's always these hiccups in the build, in the run-up. Um, because TV It Now has got the jazz festival in it, which, you know, yeah. it it's in the middle of our build but you know so we have to work around accommodate them and work around them that's right but no i agree the team is uh incredible and everything is going very smoothly i'm feeling quite confident and everyone's feels quietly confident quietly confident touch wood um and but all the teams are you know ready and raring to go and i think we've you know there's been a few of the managers you know struggling and then we've tried to get people in to help them so I hope it's kind of all balancing itself out and now that the full teams are on board everyone is kind of rearing to go um yeah I think I think one of the hardest parts apart from building very special lovely um spaces is the marketing and getting all the signage and you know Michael who's doing uh our marketing he He's being amazing and he doesn't seem pressurised to me, but you say he's he is. Yeah, I'm worried about him. Well, you can't say that. He'll be fine. He'll be yes. absolutely fine. No, I'm te- I'm, you know, I talk to him all the time and I'm constantly trying to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to um, help, but it's just that thing of you're up against it. You've got to put everything up in only a single week because of the jazz festival. You can't put anything up before that's finished and then that's only one week to get everything on site and do you know up. what, Katie? The audience has come along and they don't even notice. Well, they don't notice if a sign is upside down or it's pointing <laughs> the wrong way. Within reason, within reason. They un- they notice 
like if you make it special then they they notice that it's special but yeah they won't notice if that sign that I wanted in that spot isn't there and it's on it's two inches to the left or whatever you know that kind of thing I understand um, but ever, all of it, like, the thing that's special about our team is that everyone just wants it to be the best it can be so they're all just working their arse off to get everything done as to as high a spec as we possibly can mm-hmm. and then you know because it's such a small time frame you do just have to let stuff go as you get there but you have to go into it with all the hopes in the world that you wanted to, that everything's going to be perfect mm-hmm. uh, on a tiny budget on a tiny budget that's <laughs> i mean that's where everyone's getting pissed off with me now is that i'm like can you save money here can you save money here is there any room for <laughs> you know and trying to keep them all within their budget lines is well, we were talking about that because um, way back in the 80s and 90s, I managed to get so many volunteers to come and help, mm. you know, paint and, you know, get everything. Yeah, and the And the, uh, Julie Harris, who used to design everything, she was there 24 hours a day, yeah. covered in paint. Yeah. And, you know, look, and she made stuff look amazing. Yeah, you know? she yeah, really she did. Was special. Yeah, and I think our bar is going to look... Really fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Seeing it yesterday, even just with, you know, wall panels up and stuff, it's just like, oh my God, it's just transforming that room. So, yeah. It's and be amazing. Helen has managed to get furniture from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, she's um, been great at sourcing stuff. So, she's got booths from the old. The electric, Ele- circus, electric circus, which yeah. was Buster Brown's where I used to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's big booth seating. Yeah, green leather booths, which yeah. will be perfect. Yeah, um, it's just trying to find somewhere to store them that I'm slightly nervous about, but we can worry about that once we're in. And then we'll have our first party there, a big opening party in that bar on the thirtieth, Tuesday um, yeah. the thirtieth, and that's the morning, the evening before we open on the Wednesday morning. Yeah, so we just put added pressure on the team there, yeah. <laughs> which I'm really pleased with. Yeah, so we have two opening parties. We have the the one in the new bar mm-hmm. and then uh, our one on the Thursday which is um, where we have lots of performers that's the yeah, precious one what I'll be doing most of next week is setting all that up have you decided on your I've got I've got a line up but you have to talk to you about it and you, yeah you do don't you yeah. <laughs> talk to you about everything I'm not allowed to do anything now I'm not even allowed to go and talk to the managers in case I upset them <laughs> no it's how are you coping with that I mean that's a big change for you to have to I'm it's not lying like, inside Katie oh don't say that that makes me feel awful I just no, I'm don't seriously, want I'm not. a I don't want you to get stressed out about stuff that you don't need to get stressed out about because a lot of stuff that you find out about it's already been dealt with so that's why I would rather you came to me and not What's going on, Emily or whoever? Like and shouting at one of the staff, uh, the managers. But also, uh, it's just a clearer line of communication. Isn't you it? have you have an understanding that I was always a bad-tempered bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you I, said it, not me. I well, it was only because I cared and I wanted everything to be perfect, and I used to I think you know got, it was like the dragon is arriving yeah i think um, we've got very different management styles don't we yeah i think yeah i don't know where you got it from because it's from me <laughs> yeah i, don't I mean know. not to be you sort of hold it all inside and i i yeah i'm just quite on. understanding and you know i hear all points of view before i decide what how to fix something or whatever whereas you're just like no i want it done like this right now 
But there's never ever a problem, only a solution. Only a solution, exactly. <laughs> More isn't the and same in it's, that. It's when technical people say, no, we can't do that. Well, actually, I think you can, mm-hmm. you know. But now, it, it, most of the people we have think about these kind of things and think how, you know, how the banner is going to go up because we're not allowed to touch the, yeah. the wall very good. because it's historically whatever <laughs> listed <laughs> um but no the team are really good at problem solving aren't they and they're really like they they share the same vision as us i would say which is mm-hmm. such a privilege to work with people like that mm-hmm. um but yes if i get angry about something i should go into shutdown mode and don't really know how to deal with well, it well you come and shout at me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's which what is fine, <laughs> yeah. but how are you feeling going into the festival because obviously i think you have taken a lot a big step back this year, you've done. You've been in charge of all the programming as you always have, and then you've programmed your lineup shows, and now you're going to program your press launch. But you're letting go of a lot of more stuff than you ever have. How does that feel going into the fringe? Um, it feels like I'm not really in control anymore, but actually, that it's okay. Yeah, it's okay that I'm not. Do you, you honestly know? feel like that, or do you feel sad? I do feel a bit sad. But not going to start crying on that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. No, yeah. I feel a bit sad. And, and the fact that, um, you know, I keep saying I'm not going to retire because I'm, I don't like gardening, you no. know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I'm not going to just sit home watching no. TV. But I would like to get my teeth into other things. Yeah, um, you need other projects. And well, I will, you know, I'm... Well, that's what I mean. You can. That's how you need to think of the fringe. Is that you need to be looking for other opportunities and stuff during it, because obviously it's such a great place to talk to lots of people about lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But also, for me, what I think you should be doing is just being like a brand ambassador. Basically, you're just being the head of the company and having conversations and meeting people and doing all the things that you know CEO directors, big top people should be doing, and then not worrying about. It. The day-to-day because if there's anything that goes tits up you will find out about it because we'll talk to you about it but I just want you to represent Gilda Balloon and everything that Gilda Balloon is well known for and is and it's funny thinking back way back to 86 87 you mm-hmm. know um where Christian would my son would mm-hmm. be working for me and say he was I don't know 16 or 17 or something like that, mm-hmm. and he'd come in and say mum where are the toilet rolls <laughs> No, <laughs> ask somebody who knows where the toilet rolls are. You know, it's that kind of thing. You want, you want to, you know, you want to have your fingers on the pulse. But you know, ultimately, somebody else needs to tell them where the toilet rolls are. It's the yeah, same with Finn as well. But it's because of your relationship with fa- like family, and like Finn still calls your grandma at at work when because Finn is like my nephew Karen's grandson who's going to be 18 who was 17 last year and did an amazing job working uh, front of house for us exactly the same position that his dad was you know 18 years no longer than that before a long time yeah ago. a long time ago <laughs> um but he would, early 80s. he would come up to me 19, like, sorry. he would be like oh katie where's grandma and i was like <laughs> can't call her grandma when you're at work it was just so sweet and he but he loved the job and I've never seen him so animated about something you know like he's a typical teenage boy that doesn't really like talking about everything anything and it just says that everything's fine 
but yeah, when you talk to him about that job, he just adored it, and that was so exciting. And him and his friend are coming to do front of house. But he will. I will walk into the building, and he'll be like, "Katie, what do you want me to do with this fire?" I'm like. I don't care. <laughs> I have no idea, Finn. I need to go and do this meeting or whatever. Uh, but I would never... I would just be like, yeah, why don't you tidy those fires? Or what? Like, he's... Yeah, it's very sweet. I love having him around as well. It's really nice having family around. It's great having family around. It's it's what it's all about, exactly. Katie. So Finn you're feeling... is a family. Yes, exactly. So you're feeling good about going into this fringe. Yeah, well, um, the other thing that happened that... Um, when I came back from Norway was um, we found out that uh, Emily, who is our head of operations, is going to do all the meetings with all the staff differently. The staff training and induction uh-huh. stuff. Um, and it's going to be with an old friend of mine uh, who's going to open it all called Kevin, who mm-hmm. um, is our... What is he, Katie? It's a good question. They have a <laughs> company called Touchstone Training. Touched on? Yes. Touched on training and they do leadership development. That's right, leadership development. So they've worked a lot with us with this kind of transition uh, between the two of us. And uh, And I was thinking, oh my God, it's going to be so corporate. But this is, in in a way, how I have to let go is Emily and you have decided that's how it's going to be, so I will will fit in and do as I'm told. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah, but you should just enjoy letting go of that and just enjoy the bits that you're involved in and come up to the love bar and your job is artist management your job is keeping all the artists happy and making them feel special and welcome and all of, of that stuff and, and very good at that it, was so. one of the things you're you're worried about is networking is that right yeah i'm worried that's one of the biggest parts of this job that i find the hardest is this networking-y kind of having to meet strange people that are from a festival from the middle of nowhere that, you know, really important stakeholders in this inter- in the arts industry that you have to kind of host and you have to bring them into the building and do this whole small talk thing and especially going to a lot of, like, the Fringe Forward meetings and going to these kind of programming or programmers meetings where you have to network and meet different people and I find that horrendous well i think in the festival um you as well as me i've always everybody wants to talk to me i'm yeah. nobody cares about me the rest of the year i know but in <laughs> in the festival and and that's either about money they want to make money out of you yeah or they want to find some talent or you know i'm, I'm trying to be a bit i'm, I'm saying it in a really callous way now Cynical way. um but and it kind of hurts you sometimes where all of a sudden... And and it's actually difficult to choose or speak... Know who's important to speak to. Yeah. You know, because yeah. some of them want to talk to you and you think... And yeah. that's... that Really, you have to treat them all exactly the same. Yeah. The thing for me as well is that I walk into, like, say, the Loft Bar or any of our bars um, or into the venue and our offices in general, and things yes. in general... Um, and I see hundreds of people that I recognise. Mm-hmm. I know who they are, but I have no idea who they are. Like, I don't know their name because I've grown up grown up in this industry. And a lot of people know, know me now, which is amazing because a few years ago that wasn't the case. But I've, I recognise a lot of people, but I have no idea what they do or what their names are. And so I, I'm in this weird place where I... You can't... 
asked to be introduced to somebody again. So then I'd no. kind of have to just have a conversation with someone and guess what they do. I know. Which is really but there is, there, terrifying. It's actually a great uh, skill mm-hmm. uh, doing that. I mean, I remember um, there is certain performers that remember people's names. Yeah. And Tim mentions one of them. He'll He'll... When he speaks to you, he looks straight in your eye yeah. and he'll say your name. And you'll notice quite a few people say your name over and over again. What I do, mm-hmm. uh, because actually the Gilded Balloon is not is not that important in the great grand scheme of yeah. the whole wide world. It just happens to be our life. Yeah. Uh, is I go up to people, put my hand out and say, Karen Coran. And I just say my name yeah. because <laughs> yeah. I know people get nervous. I do. Yeah. I forget my brother's name when I'm introducing him. But does know. that? Yeah. So that just means that it takes away the awkward, like yes, anyone but, but having what, to introduce what, you. It, it's it's a kind of Scandinavian thing that Norwegian people do that. They put out their hand and say their name, mm-hmm. and uh, it's much easier. But then you're expecting to hear the name back. Yeah, they should have to. Yeah. And. Um, of course, because there's so many people wanting to talk to you and everything, and people talk to you as if you've known them all your life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you have to scramble your brain. Yeah, that's to, what I end up doing is yeah. scrambling. And like, for example, um, I phoned someone, I returned a call to someone, uh, and then the phone rang and I didn't recognise who it was, mm-hmm. the, the number, and he said, uh, "Hi, it's Rob." I went, oh, hi. I'm thinking, <laughs> I said, did I just call you? He said, no, no, I'm calling you about, and it was Rob from Avalon, of oh, course. Oh, of course, and I, yeah, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and I hadn't thought that, you know, but yeah. if you don't have the name on your phone, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, And exactly. it's even worse when you meet them. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's so many people you do know and work with and mm-hmm. everything, but... Um, and actually relying on your staff in that way when you go into the reception where they're meeting all... The artists, yeah. yeah. you just say, who's that again? Yeah. And they'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's good. But um, the main... I mean, you are good at it, Katie. You can't say that you're not good at it. I mean, I know that um, inside you're... Screaming. Dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but oh, thinking, but, get me out of here. But you're very, very good at saying hello, how are you, and and you know, mm. I mean, just thinking about when we went to um, last weekend, we went to Craig Ferguson's summer party, yeah, which was fantastic. Yeah, it, was it was great because we were both quite nervous about it, and Megan Craig's wife is such a lovely host. Both of them are great hosts, yeah, it was and their friends that were there were just there with open arms and just lovely people and we yeah. just had a great time and that is when you know when you know people are nice that they've got really nice friends and exactly you know, yeah it yeah. was not as great because they were just so open to getting to know it they weren't cliquey or staying in the little groups like that's right everyone was welcome and you could talk to anyone that you like and yeah they just set a really nice atmosphere didn't they and that's what i'm hoping to do with my big <gasps> Seventieth. Oh, she said the number. <laughs> I probably said that before. In January um, next year, it's only eight months. 
I know we've got to get on to your mm-hmm. invites, don't we? Uh-huh. So I'm going to have it's a job for September, too. isn't it? Yes, it's a job for September. <laughs> we will now um, enjoy the festival that's about to come up. And what with the parties, uh, what are your highlights, Katie? Oh my goodness me. My party highlights or no, my show highlights? Your show highlights, what are you? Well, you know that I'm obsessed with Jessie Ware. I'm very excited about uh, Jessie Ware and her mum Lenny coming up, which we've already spoken about. Um, but they're doing their podcast, Table Manners. What I think is hilarious is that it, they have a rock and roll promoters, mm-hmm. uh, which are they're great, um, DF Concerts in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they know it's a cooking show. I'm not <laughs> sure that they know that there needs to be food served. Yeah, and we haven't got much information from them yet. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But it'll be perfect in that venue. I think it's a really good space for them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and I might actually wee my pants if I meet her. She's just, <laughs> she's the coolest girl, woman in the world. Love her. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting her mum. There you go. Um, also, Akala. Akala's um, a rapper and activist and spoken word artist that has written an amazing book about race and class in the UK, and uh, I'm listening to the audiobook at the moment, but the man's voice is heaven on earth. Is he? Oh, he's just got the most beautiful voice. And he, the way that he talks about um, race and class and culture in the UK, it's just really accessible. I have had to rewind and listen to stuff again, though, because I fall asleep. Uh, but not because it's bad, just because I've listened to them before I go to bed. But uh, he just talks about it in a really um, relatable way. Like, you can, you just, un- it's very understandable, which I really like. Because um, some of these these books can just be like way over your head, like mm-hmm. too complicated. Um, but has he got any? His isn't. Is it all very serious? Uh, it's quite serious the book, yeah. But I'm not. I've not seen him as a performer, so I'm not sure what he's like on stage. Because he does like he's doing his hip hop show at night and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to seeing him. Um, but it's a di- different direction for us, and I think it's important yeah. to to put on these kind of... Yeah, well, the minute um, that we were emailed about him, I was sort of jumped on him because I was yeah. know that he's incredible. So, yeah, excited about him. Uh, and then Maisie Adam, our dear friend Maisie Adam, is bringing her um, second show to us. And I've seen two of the previews now and it's going to be fucking fabulous. It, the story is... No need to swear about oh, it. sorry. The story is ridiculous. Like, the story that she's telling is a true story about her life. And it's mad. I can't, can't wait. I can't wait. Not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, because her first show is it. so good. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an inkling actually what it's about, but I don't think we should see it. No, we shouldn't. We'll talk about that. But yeah, um, everyone has to go and see Maisie. She's fucking phenomenal stand up. She just has got the Again, gift. You swore Sorry. To, to see. She's just got the gift, you know? <laughs> um. Then and yeah, and she's started doing some TV, so that's great. Yeah, no, she did Mock a Week and she's done Cats. I'm going. I'm going to start a petition to get her on Taskmaster. I think she would be amazing on Taskmaster. And Lou Saunders won. I know she won I Taskmaster. Know. I can't believe it. <laughs> she's being so all cagey when we were asking her about it, and she knew the whole time that she'd won. Did she? Had she already done she'd it? Already filmed it. Yeah, she wasn't allowed to tell us. Oh, yeah. well, well done, her. I know exactly. Totally. Um, Did you phone her and say you won? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I texted her actually. Um, in terms, we've got quite a few debuts this year, which I'm excited about. Uh, Christopher Casey is a Scottish guy, uh, and his show title is the best show title on the Fringe. Um, there's a book that was released about two years ago, 
uh, by a writer called Rennie Edolodge, and it was called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. And it was all about, it was this black girl that was talking about, you know, her place in UK culture again. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about how white people talk about black people, so I'm not going to try and <laughs> talk about it now. Uh, but Christopher Casey's show is um, called Why I'm No Lo- Longer Talking to White People About Rice. <laughs> and it's about... Um, Did it's you hear my laughter? I didn't mean that to be so... <laughs> um, it's about... Um, fuck, what's it called? Yellow... It's about white people t- being pretending to be... Asian, Asian people in movies and stuff and oh, what's I it called see what yellow what, yellow washing? Is that what it's called? I don't you know. know. I've never heard um, of it. Yeah, and it's just about how it's about Asian culture and how white people are terrible people again. So, um, but the poster and everything is beautiful and the uh, show title is fucking great. So, and I saw I've seen the preview for that, so it's going to be a great show. If he another swear word there. If I'm he going to have to do a learn, <laughs> you're going to take a notes. pounder a pounder. Um, and then late night stuff mm-hmm. I'm very excited about late night lip service Ginzilla who's been on bloody Britain's Got Talent no not Britain's Got Talent America's Got Talent and he was also on X Factor um, he's bringing his show back to us called late night lip service and that's like a debauched cabaret late night lip sync battles and uh, dance battles and stuff and that's just a lot of fun. And we're going to try and develop him a bit aren't we? Well I'd like to do more with him yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then of course our headline show Layton... so, uh, did, You didn't really explain what Ginzilla was, a seven foot Ginzilla is a seven foot tall bearded drag queen that's uh, right. and she has got the most incredible voice so the show is basically different guest spots but in between you get um, Ginzilla doing covers of amazing We had a nice meeting with his musical director. Yes, we did meet his musical director, who's done loads of stuff with Gato Chocolat and lots of other drag mm-hmm. queens and stuff. So, um, so we're going to talk with him about how we can develop. Yeah, yeah. So that show, and that is, uh, I'm really proud of that show because David and I saw Ginzilla in Adelaide Fringe three years ago, and I adored her. But the show, her solo show, just wasn't wasn't ready for Edinburgh, basically. And so I just called him, called Ben. Uh, who is Ginzilla, uh, called him after Adelaide Fringe and said, would you want to do... Because that's the year that we took on the Rose Theatre, so we wanted to do something late there. And I just said, do you fancy hosting? And uh, he said, yeah. And so we just cobbled together the show, and Ginzilla just is an incredible host. And I think we just worked... Uh, it, we just worked really hard together to kind of bring out the great bits of that act. Um and yeah, three years on, it's been uh, yeah, I'm really proud of the show. So it's been sure. great. Yeah. Um. Then our headline show late in live. Um. Fred is just Fred Southern Star who's been booking it uh, for the past years. Well, booking it for the past couple of years, and then obviously looking after it. Oh, um, she's been looking after it for ten years. Rather. Yeah, I think I think ten might have been last year, but she told us uh, this week that sh- this will be her last year on Late and Live. So you're going to be up till five in the morning every single so night. <laughs> I will be doing. I will be doing more with Late and Live than I ever have done. So I'm going to be helping her book it, and then also, yeah, I'm going to shadow her a bit to get a bit of a handover, really. Um, but we've worked really hard on that show, and it's harder and harder to get an audience for that because it is the latest show on the fringe and it is the heavy comedy show 
That's a and fucking it also, great show. it's been going for so long. It's the original, yeah, yeah, original late night show. Thir- yeah, um, and and lots, especially comedians have a very are very sentimental about it because in the eighties, nineties, and early noughties it was yeah. the flagship show on the fringe. But shit show, shit <laughs> flagship <laughs> show, ship. Um, it, but but it was the show that that all of all the comics wanted to do and were scared to do yeah. and uh, lived and died, you know. But no matter how nostalgic they all feel about it, none of them will do it now. You no, know, like, that's right. Because because people, there's so many other late night yeah, shows. Yeah, loads well. of late, other late night shows, and also people are just it's just changed, hasn't it? Not as many people mm-hmm. are staying up late and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe in the show and I think that we can um, it needs a new lease of life and we'll be working very hard on that this year Uh, but it is still the original and the best late night show on the fringe so um, I will be at that a lot then over at the new venue at the Powerhouse we have um, the late night patter party which Paradise Pam's my favourite bar in Edinburgh have helped curate the lineup there so they're doing a late night DJ lineup uh, from 10 until 5 every single night uh, and that's just in the bar area, so it's free to get into, but it it will be where everyone ends up at the end of the night, I hope. Mm-hmm. Once you've seen all your shows, you can come down there for a dance and a drink. And what I hope is that the look of the bar stays pretty the whole way through. I know. We're <laughs> painting it light pink, so I hope that it, the walls don't get absolutely mashed. It's when people stand with their foot up against the wall I'll be I'll be kicking them out <laughs> get your feet off my walls um, yeah so that's my kind of programme highlights I guess maybe that's too many sorry to be boring no it's not too many um, I mean there's loads more isn't there there's loads well, more what, the, some, what we need to figure out uh, mum is how to spread ourselves out and go and see all these shows because there's so many shows this year more than we've had in a long time so we need to figure out how we divvy ourselves. Well, every up, year I make lists <clears throat> of the shows that I need to go and see, and really the shows we need to see are the ones that will always come back mm-hmm. and want to work with us. And yeah, you know because the competitiveness of the fringe now is huge. Yeah, and really out of um, the big four, as we're called, we don't like to be known as that. But, no, uh, assembly, underbelly, and pleasance. Uh, there are certain shows that keep going back there mm-hmm. so you know you can't really pull them away mm-hmm. you have to find other new ones yeah and look after the ones that that's right we want to know um do you want to know my highlights i, just, I, I did ask you and told uh, karen <laughs> what are your program highlights for this year's fringe right well obviously my most exciting uh, one is Craig Ferguson, uh, yes. who is at the Playhouse. Lovely, and Craig, Craig um, who did do a show with us at the Rhodes the first year we did it, which was a radio show, which he he it was an American radio show. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't doing stand up then. No. So this is going to be his first stand up in twenty five years in Scotland, in yeah. the UK, yeah. in fact. And he he's been touring in America and everything, and he's huge in America because of his. Uh, the late, 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 late <laughs> show. The one that James Corden does now, anyway. He, yeah, he did that for that. 10 years. And um, he has moved back to the UK, to Scotland, um, with his wife and son, who's uh, going to school here. So uh, I think he'd like to, you know, have a 
bit of a profile back here. Yeah. And he does have a profile in Scotland, but not necessarily the UK. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to do one night at the Playhouse and then hopefully uh, we're going to look at him touring in the future, which yeah. would be great. Um, and then Eddie Izzard is, is coming back to do a preview of, he's actually um, at Assembly doing a Dickens show. Yeah, I don't really great expectations or something. Yeah, um, but this is his um, the preview of his world tour. Yeah, and it's, I think the show's called Wonder Bar or something. Wunderbar. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, because he does like to do things in different languages. Yeah, so it's a preview um, before he starts that that world gigantic tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, which is so exciting to be able to have. Three nights of that. Yeah, well, and he might do a fourth if everything goes well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eddie, of course, started his stand-up career at the Guild of Balloon way back in... 89, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. three years. I think it was three years, or maybe it was later. Anyway, first 90 to 93 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, he's gone on to world fame. Um <laughs> Henry Naylor, who has oh, been Henry. Henry's been writing some absolutely amazing plays. He's one of um, Britain's best playwrights now. Yeah, um, he's incredible. And he has got a new play called The Knights. And this year, Henry Naylor is performing in it, I know, I can't which that. is amazing because yeah. you know he has always dedicated to writing and very important work he writes he mm-hmm. writes but this year he's going to be a part of it so i i think there'll be a bit more humor in it um because he can't help being humorous but um we'll see i mean henry is um an incredible man who when he's working well in fact we interviewed him in the first series didn't we yes yeah um and you just can't get hold of him when he's writing it and when he's he's acting in or when he's... Yeah, this year particularly because yeah. he's in rehearsals and he's performing in rehearsals, not just being the writer in rehearsals. He is impossible to get hold of. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but um, once he's here, we will get hold of him and, uh, yeah, yeah. it will be great. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward about to it. Then we've got... Uh, Ronnie Ancona and mm-hmm. Lewis MacLeod in a, a show called Just Checking In. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie and uh, Lewis, it was um, Kim Fuller who yeah. came to me, who's Simon Fuller's brother mm-hmm. uh, of Spice Girls fame. <laughs> yes, in fact, Kim, Kim Fuller wrote uh, Spice Girls the movie, yeah, or Spice World or whatever it was called. Yeah, Spice World. Um, and so he's written this with Ronnie and uh, and Lewis, and it's about. Um, well, I'm not sure it's going to be as good as Spice. The Spice well, movie. I don't know. Well, I well. think it will be a lot better myself. <laughs> um, no, he he. Um, the it's the premise is about an, a sort of aging old hotel in uh, in mm. Scotland, in the north of Scotland, which a certain president of the United States is taking over. Um, yeah. Tr- Trump. Really? Yes. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know <laughs> any of you. Yeah, um, and Lewis MacLeod does an amazing Trump. Yeah. Um, and Ronnie, of course, um, was at the Guild of Balloon in the 90s with um, Alistair McGowan. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she now... Um, She's an actress and um, a great mimic, and you know it'll be really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm excited about that one too. 
Uh, Fred Macaulay in Conversation. This is the yeah. third year That's we've one been of our doing fastest-selling shows as well at the moment. He's That's, doing really well. Yeah, we've got some. In fact, Eddie Izzard's is going to do it, and um, Craig Ferguson will do it. Yeah. Lots. So that's lots Fred of, doing what he does best, which is interviewing people and being bloody funny whilst he do, does it. That's right. He's <laughs> very, very good interviewer. It was, it was such a pleasure working with him last year because I was on uh, almost every show, uh, and he's just yeah very consummate talented. professional. Yeah, yes, yeah. So we're really pleased that he's doing that. And then um, there's lots of hidden gems, as we know. But Andrew Maxwell is going to do his first ever. Um, play with yeah, us. Yeah, they've been um, tweeting stuff uh, in the run-up, and it's they're showing them rehearsing like on Brighton Beach and stuff like that. So, uh, well, I can't bring sand into the venue. <laughs> Obviously, he's not. It's anyway. called Julius. Call me Caesar. Mm-hmm. Caesar, uh, and it is a one-man play, and uh, uh, it, I'm, I'm beyond excited. That yeah, he's doing. Andrew that. Maxwell's amazing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no doubt that it'll be fab. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, also talking about uh, comedians being starring in plays, uh, Kieran McAllister is bringing a new show to us as well this year. Last year he, he wrote uh, The Bench, uh, which was at the Rose Theatre, but this year he's written a new play called Madam George, and that will be at the Doonstairs venue of the Patterhouse, and that's quite a large jump up in seats. <laughs> but the Doonstairs venue in the Patterhouse is bloody beautiful it is su- it's got curvy walls and it's proper like it's very theatre yeah it? like old school theatre mm-hmm. um 160 seats and um big like seven meter stage and stuff so it's like a huge it's like proper theatre theatre no pressure here um but yeah he's written it and we went to preview the other day and he's doing a few uh, and they've got they're rehearsing their arses off at the moment but in that is Jay Lafferty obviously who's doing a solo show with us Jojo Sutherland who's also doing a, so- a solo show with us uh, both comedy obviously stand up um, as their other shows and then uh, Paul Snedden who is Vladimir McTavish who's uh, also a Scottish comic who was on In the Bench yeah, yeah and uh, so there's loads of them uh, but Keir, Keir's writing is it's excellent. He's a very so, good writer, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. And Jay Lafferty um, is doing her third play uh, show mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. Um, is expecting a baby. Yes. So yes. she will be something like Jay. seven or eight months at the time. Don't think she'll be. Uh, she's due in October, yeah, so she yeah. will be. So, seven. you know, I as a mother worry about the pressure oh, of all the work. To, and, exactly. She needs to. Um, and every time I look at her, you are you okay? I know, exactly. <laughs> You're not working too hard. I <laughs> know, oh, she's. Because she can't stop. I girl. was pregnant with you, I uh, wasn't quite as far on in um, the 80s, funnily enough, when you were born. Mm. You were born in Eight. January 88, 88, so I was five months pregnant. And I remember being up late and um, I I stopped smoking but I would take a cigarette from someone and have and a little, little drag puff <laughs> yeah. you know and I would have half a pint of lager oh my you know. god you're so naughty I know thank but, god I but I smoked all the way through Christian and he's six foot four and <laughs> you know and deaf so yeah but he's not deaf because of my smoking no he isn't. Anyway. he isn't I mean yes and you're 
pretty healthy, I think. Yeah, I think you did all right. Which, can I just those say... Bumming those cigarettes off of people didn't do much harm. Yes, but I, I think that the pressure of the festival last year, you were smoking a bit. Oh, God. Which is... Yes, which is disgusting. It's a bad habit and nobody should do it. No, it's terrible. No, it's and, horrible. Yeah. It's just thing, that, it's a coping with stress thing that I need to find something that doesn't kill me. So, any suggestions? Well, everything's killing us. I know. Alcohol and cigarettes, both mm-hmm. killing me, so... But you you do yoga? I do do yoga, yeah. And uh, you do yoga I don't, a I lot. don't have time to do it during the fringe, which is why I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So, any other suggestions that anyone has? Green tea? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is being focused, though. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. because back in the early days, you know, I... I was there morning to noon night and mm-hmm. you know would would drink and smoke and yeah. you know stay up all night and you know but it's only 3 weeks so, well well 4, four weeks. weeks yeah it's only 4 um, weeks so. and you know if you if you pace yourself you know exactly well yes we're going to have a fabulous fringe aren't we so no drinking is is yeah, the exactly. message there so, no my top tip for getting through the fringe and not getting too drunk or drinking too much is don't have pints of lager have bottles bottles or cans of beer but you could you could drink the nanny state and you can drink obviously non-alcoholic beer which mum is obsessed with now (laughs) (laughs) well i don't drink beer anymore i don't drink i don't drink beer i don't drink red wine but whenever anyone suggests that they're not drinking she offers them a nanny state Uh don't you and i I only drink white wine, but I do drink quite a lot of it. Yes, you do. And the festival will really have started for us by next Saturday because we have our annual barbecue where we invite... Staff barbecue. um, A lot of people asking me to come from all over the shop. Well, you have to tell me who they are. Mim A and Emma Costello, which I said... Well, I think they should I said, of course, you can come. Um, But yes, Karen has... Uh, very kindly offered to babysit her grandchildren, uh, which means that I will be preparing all meat and all food for said barbecue on my ones. So that'll be fun. No, you no, won't. Uh, I will uh, be uh, back uh, by. Will you? I will be back by midday, hopefully. Okay, whatever you say. Midday. It starts at four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Christ! And. I'm hoping it's going to be like this, but... Yeah, it was beautiful weather last year. It rains all the time in Edinburgh. (laughs) Come to Edinburgh, watch the festival and bring your brolly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're having the management staff barbecue next Saturday. um, But that's when it really kicks off because um, all the staff, all the management staff will be there. And um, we we get management staff from Assembly and some from Pleasance and... and, um, Underbelly, underbelly and also the and it's really fringe. good because there's a lovely camaraderie about it all yeah um, and, but gone together. are the days when I make everybody do games which is what I used you're to do you're not allowed to do I'm that not that allowed anymore. to yeah. do <laughs> last year we did ping pong beer pong but beer pong yeah so we'll probably do that again that was quite fun was that last year yeah where you almost killed Rachel for going to the dark side Rachel uh, it was underbelly against <laughs> Gilded Loon yeah, yeah. and Rachel now works for us and used to work for underbelly and yeah. <laughs> she got, almost got strangled by mum um, yes so oh what I did want to say as well is the first Wednesday of the Fringe we're having pink Wednesday aren't we so that's the 7th of August 
uh, and we do a big celebration um, on that Wednesday because that Wednesday used to be called Black Wednesday because it's after all the cheap tickets and after all the two for one days and that was the first day of full price tickets so nobody would sell any tickets so it was always called Black Wednesday Well everybody was very nervous stressed about it, yeah. about it yeah. but we turned it on its head last year and called it Pink Wednesday and we do five pound ticket deals uh, and we do like drinks deals and it's all for and, it's, it's all for cancer though. and it's all to raise money for cancer breast, breast cancer as you know Karen had the, the big C <laughs> so I thought we'd raise some money for them so we're raising money this year for breast cancer now um, so we get we encourage all the staff to dress in pink more pink and uh, yeah it should be a good everyone has to wear pink yeah. on pink Wednesday as, and so do you young lady yes I like the I'm young... just I'm looking for a excuse to wear my pink suit again so <laughs> cannot wait um, yes looking forward to the fringe I um, I just can't wait we have to get into it no, I uh, can't wait for it to get going because at the moment the anxiety and anticipation is slightly overwhelming yeah and just kiss everybody on the cheek and say <laughs> hi how are you and smile as if you know them yeah. and I'll tell you who they are alright thank or you or you tell me <laughs> yeah exactly we'll work, work together yeah yeah and um, I'm looking forward to interviewing lots of wonderful people during the festival yeah so we'll be interviewing uh, more f- uh, female comics but we're also going to try and um, interview some women in the industry as well so agents and uh, promoters and you know people from other venues and all that kind of stuff we might Pop in the odd boy, maybe we'll see special ones. Yes, token, token boy. Yes. <laughs> um, good luck. Good luck. I'm <laughs> sitting here, everything's crossed. I know, believe exactly. me. Break a no, leg is what we yeah, should say. It's going to be wonderful. Yes, thank you. I'm looking forward to. It. See you then. See okay. you later. Bye. Bye. Mama said